But the party's not over. Hour number two begins right now. Time for hour two of this spectacular. Ryan mm. McCoffey now joins us this morning. That's what you need to do to beat Josh Allen. You need to make him uncomfortable. Hour two, time for some spivey notes. And here's Jay. Well, I know he's only in his third year, but they're just wasting Justin Herbert. Hour two, the hardest working content creator I know, the playmaker. Hey, LeBron James, the greatest score of all time. Hey. Hour two, the one, the only, Christopher Dietz. They rewarded all. Ohio State for not playing. And they punished USC for playing. Hour two, Sam Shady. Oh, man. It's been a roller coaster ride if you were a Philadelphia Stars fan. Hour two, that's Big Ben, the man in charge of the BS3 network. And if I see Kurt, two chains cousins, I'll... hour two, Chris Bay's joining us. Oh, my God. Oh, this game. Oh, way to go, Sam A. Hour two, Wise. L <laughs> oh man, I thought I missed it. What in the all types of blue hell? Time for hour two of this spectacular, and it starts right now. Only Cole can find the right music for the right situation. <laughs> Only I'm not even gonna mention the city fifth, all right? I don't even have to mention that. Um, and then uh, the piece you found for Playmaker mm-hmm. just takes me back hearing Playmaker's voice mm-hmm. saying what he said in the exasperation within. You better get another one. You, you better get another that, one right now. Takes me back to that introduction where I see the words acknowledge him. <laughs> The inner city and man. be set free. <laughs> when I saw that, two <laughs> things went in my two things came to mind. Mm-hmm. First of all, in the immortal words of one Dolomite, bitch, are you for real? <laughs> LeBron James. No, don't do this. Yay. Um, Cole, what did he take last night though? This oh, last night. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah one thirteen, one twelve loss to the to the uh the seventy sixers. Um yeah, there's something I'm supposed to play. Yeah, the Lakers last night they took in you know Yay. I got one of the greatest quotes. I I got one of the greatest quotes from my wife. Mm. Scrolling through scores. And I saw that comment. Cool. I know exactly. Yeah, I I saw that too. Mm. So my wife gave me one of the greatest quotes when she basically said, LeBron James. (laughs) Out loud. Hey, folks, help us out. Join the Patreon or hit Cole or myself with a cash app so we can help build the show, build the program, and build the network. Now then. You, you might as well get ready to use that clip a lot, Cole, because now that he, he's hit the 38,000 mark, oh, they, they still on, oh, they still on the clock. They still on the clock. Damn, I had breakfast on. this morning for once. I know. The countdown's on. I know. They still on the five hundred, so you know when that time comes, you know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, so yeah, so probably sometimes, so probably sometime. Oh god, that's gonna suck. He actually might break it right 
during the low between the NFC AFC championship games and the Super Bowl. Doggone it. Oh. And so the sports oh. world will be will be littered with all sorts of where it be quote when and where will he break the record close quote sickening the game where it happens and I'm right willing here. to bet you I'm willing to I'm willing to make a bet when and where it happens mm-hmm. ABC will pull will pull the trigger oh yeah Watch. oh yeah it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a, a, a live a, and it, a live it wouldn't it's oh, yeah. not going to matter what day it, it's not going to matter the day watch it's not going to be a saturday night it's not going to be a saturday night special they're going to pull the trick no matter what day it is mm-hmm. watch doesn't matter the day doesn't matter the time doesn't matter doesn't even matter the um the broadcast because they'll probably have, <laughs> probably have something else they probably have a team of their own on there on hand yeah. To be honest, be honest with you, he go to Madison Square Garden at the end of the month. Oh God. That's where everything gets broken. I don't think he'll have it there. I don't think he'll have it Why in time. Why'd you almost make me cuss? I don't cuss like five hundred times in my damn head. I just didn't say it out loud. Fair Thank enough. You. To the take. And I got some fire to light up. Thank the Lord. And now, ladies and gentlemen, my partner, Mr. Brian Snow, will You know, my partner sent me an article with the, the basic I'll just read I'll just read part of this. It reads as follows. Ed Reed hasn't hasn't officially been hired at Bethune Cookman, but he's already taken up the Deion Sanders mantle of speaking on where he feels HBCUs are lacking. The Pro Football Hall of Famer recently took to TikTok where he expressed frustration as he prepares to take over the BCU program. Ed Reed said Oh god, this is where it gets real juicy. Quote I just pulled up the work. We're going to try and help y'all too, man, because I know a lot of HBCUs need help. I'm just here to help here first. I see it all too clearly. All of our HBCUs need help, and they need help because of the people who's running it. I'll read that part again. And they need help because of the people who's running it. Broken mentalities out here. I'm going to leave you with that. I got to get into the office. Close quote. That, that may be pro- that may be proud of Ed when he said that when I when I read that. For that you see, the situation is Ed Reed doesn't have a contract, and from someone who worked at an HBCU minus a contract, douche, blew my mind. Oh my man, my listen. From a guy who's been there, done that, got the T-shirt, burnt the some bitch. When I got done with it, and there's, I will admit, when I got into the broadcast business, there's a lot that I didn't know. A lot. Oh yeah, same here. 
given the fact that I run a business, given the fact that I run three shows, I'm not working without a contract again. There are two of them I'm negotiating right now with sponsors. I'm going to make sure that happens. But for an HBCU to not present a Hall of Famer with a contract, and it's been perfectly outlined on this program and this program only, how Deion Sanders got screwed into the turf with everything that happened to him at Jackson State University over the course of three years. First of all, are we really surprised? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm off my game. Now, when we saw Ed Reed say that he did not have a contract yet, he's been working at Bethune-Cookman for more than a week. Who was surprised at that? I certainly wasn't. I hate you for that, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Why 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 are we surprised? I'm certainly not. I'm cert I'm certainly not. And I got no reason to be. Like I said, been there, done that. Been there, done that. Hated it. You know it's bad when you only get paid once in 14 years. That, that's ridiculous. And I worked with the Chicago Public League when I first started. You know, and I came I I came to them with an offer. They laughed in my face. And yet I still kept going back like a jilted lover saying I still want to cover this league. After 1998, I said enough's enough. Ed Reed, you need to run. And you need to run now, and you need to run fast. Because they're not going to do you right. They're never going to do you right. Riddle me this, Batman. How much pride should a black man actually take for working for an HBCU? Given the experience... I'll answer that question. None. After what happened to Deion Sanders at Jackson State, what's happening to Ed Reed now? I wouldn't set one foot in those offices. For them not to make it official with a contract signing? This should outline in detail this should outline in great detail how HBCUs, A, are lacking, and B, will continue to lack because they don't do right by their employees, period. Especially those employees in the athletic department. Mm -hmm. You charge all this tuition. You get the students, and that number is declining by the day. And you still don't pay your employees? I mean, forget the fact that you're not paying them what they're worth. You're not paying them at all. 
So why should we be surprised that Deion Sanders jumped ship and went to the Pac-12 where they actually, um, I don't know, presented him with a contract? Where they actually, I don't know, allowed him to do his thing? Where they actually, oh, I don't know, outlined their expectations? And Dion said yes and put his name on the dotted line. Would you rather accept a contract of three years and a million dollars or five years and 29.5 million from a school that actually wants you, from a school that actually desires you, from a school that actually needs you, from a school that actually looked you in the eye and said, we want you here, we'll pay you what you're worth, and we will allow you to transform our program. How much are y'all willing to bet Not none of those words were said to Ed Reed? This shows that wasn't said to my ass, and I learned doing play-by-play on the fly. Here's how bad it was for me at Chicago State. My first game I did on the track in the old arena. I didn't even get a chance to sit on the floor or, or to sit at the, 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 the table. Mm-hmm. I did a game in the athletic director's office, and it was tape delayed. Mm. I begged and pleaded to have a way to carry that game live over the student station. Laughed in my face, and I was the sports director for said station at the time. I'm not even going to say HBCUs, you need to do better. Because in my opinion, they won't ever. Ever. This is just another prime example. This is just another prime example of an HBCU doing wrong by everybody involved, including the students. Students and the student-athletes are the real losers in this situation because they're getting robbed, blind. They're getting robbed. Mm. I know people are going, well, how are they getting robbed? They're paying their tuition and they're not getting much out of it. They don't even, look, Deion Sanders had to plunk his own money down to upgrade the doggone facilities at Jackson State. What does that tell you? Yep. Half his salary went toward that. Half his salary went toward making sure the student athletes were taken care of in every way possible. What does that tell you? Half of his salary went to the students. Ed Reed, before you even think of doing such a thing, run. Run fast because they're going to expect a discount out of you and the same thing out of you, and they're going to use Deion Sanders' efforts at Jackson State University as the bar. And they're going to tell you you need to raise the bar without you even knowing what the hell you're bringing in. 
That's stupid, same. that's wrong, and that's criminal. And use the same person to guilt trip you if you decide to leave. Don't be like Dion, Ed. When I left Chicago State University the first time in 2004, the only time I got paid was when I was a PA announcer. And to be perfectly honest, that's not what I wanted to do. When I saw other people sitting across the way in my damn spot as the play-by-play announcer, I knew the clock was ticking. I knew the clock was ticking. And the last game I did for the 2003-2004 season, I opened the microphone, I took out the batteries, I laid them on the table, and I walked out. And flipped in the bird in the process. I say it all the time. Sometimes you just get tired. How much more of this has to happen before HBCUs realize, in a general standpoint, we have to treat everyone, the students especially, correctly? Because if you're not going to pay your employees, Lord only knows what you're doing to the students. Visited North Carolina A&T State University in 1994. To say that the facilities were atrocious would be an understatement. Have they upgraded since then? Yes, because they left the Mideastern Athletic Conference, and now they're going to join the CAA. They went to the Big South first. Now they're joining the CAA. They have a contract with Learfield Sports. Is that what it's going to take? Yeah, that's what it's going to take. And it saddens me. It absolutely saddens me. that we as black people continue to see this happening and for the most part, don't call it out. I've said often, butchering a line from the Adams family delivered by Roe, Julia. Actually, I put my own spin on it. It takes a fool to believe in the dream. Well, as God is my witness, I am that fool. I'll, I'll continue to be that fool. But to see this happening to a pro football Hall of Famer who put blood, sweat, and tears into the game at the high school, the college, and the professional level, to see this happening at his first head coaching opportunity at an HBCU, to repeat a song titled, These Boots Are Made For Walking. These boots are made for walking and running and getting as far away from that sh- as possible. I got told when I left Chicago State University once and for all in 2010, had people trying to guilt me into coming back. F that. You get tired of being mistreated. 
You get tired of being played. You get tired of being thrown under the blankety-blank bus. And it keeps backing over you. I got tired, man. And with me, I repeated the mistake in 2017 when I was at uh was on when I was at Central State. But got out of that one quick because the sponsor certainly wouldn't come to me. The school wouldn't come to me with a contract offer. So after December 30th, 2017, I said, screw it. I'm done. I think that's what it's going to take for these HBCUs to take notice. I think that's what it's going to take. Because, frankly, the wrong people are in place at most of them. And until the right people are in place, that actually have a vision for the school and for the advancement of the students and the student athletes, they're going to remain in the conundrum that they're in with no way out. Ed Reed called it out. Hell, Deion Sanders called it out before Ed Reed did. When you saw a video of Deion Sanders walking onto the floor at Folsom Field, you saw pride. You saw more than acceptance. You saw pride. You saw the face of a man that lit up when he saw the facilities. And you saw the face of a man that said, I'm ready to work. Well, Ed Reed, until that happens, don't do it. Just don't. Don't do it. Like I said, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, burnt the son bitch when I got done with it. I'll never do it again. I don't care how much an HBCU begs me to be their voice. You better come correct with the money, with the experience that I offer. And in the case of Deion Sanders, some of the kids are at fault too. Acting stupid, acting trash, and stealing his stuff. Really? And you wonder why he got the first thing smoking from Jackson, Mississippi to Boulder, Colorado? Really? I'm like Dion. Never again. Never again. Now, if you all like that take and you want more, tune in this afternoon at 3 o'clock, and you can also hit me with a cash app as well. It will help the foundation. But for now, that's Snowman's Take. What is yours? Hmm. Some interesting takes here, too. Uh, Cool, who is an HBCU graduate, he says, as one, the losers of these situations are the children. And I agree. The young yep. men and women, they are the biggest losers of all of them, of mm-hmm. all of this. Yep. He also says all HBCUs aren't the same. Some look out for their students' athletic facilities. True. Yeah. Very Howard, true. Howard probably would be the greatest example of that, where 
you could see that you could see they financially are solvent and mm-hmm. and the school receives money and yeah. they receive it from everywhere from boosters from alumni from from the from the city cuz they're in DC but then there are others where and you nothing know this happened. you know this cool there's others where there's nothing's happened and I, I didn't attend an HBCU, but I know many HBCU graduates from my own uh, family. Mm-hmm. I'm I married one, so I I've heard the horror stories, and I and I have been affiliated with many teachers of those uh, HBCUs, the uh, professors, I should say, of them, mm-hmm. and and they and they can bore you with details of how how ragtag many of these universities are run. Totally. And uh, Remy Yates, congr- uh, thank you for coming on and being part of Family Brother. He says, it's not just administration. The kids ruined everything for Dion by acting trash and stealing his stuff. Ag- agreed. Agreed. And, and and like I said, you wonder why he was on the first thing smoking out of there. Mm-hmm. And Cool says money's definitely an issue. Yeah, that 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 yep. to me is where it is. That's where that's that's where the that's where the problem lies. And it's an issue they refuse to solve. Because they don't have the balls to solve it, which starts with putting the right people in place. Mm-hmm. Which starts with putting the right people in place. Yeah. Uh, I owe y'all an apology. I'm gonna have to a- after we wrap up the show today. I'm gonna have to make some make some changes, so you don't see that logo up in the right hand corner again. Which is what I was which is what I was afraid of, and now I'm about to cry again, but. We'll soldier on and get through this. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Uh, it's, and that and that happened while I was going off, and part of me got immediately deflated. Well. I I I I don't I don't know what else. you know what I'm you know what I'm gonna do. Hmm. I'm going to flip this. I'm going to make this I'm I'm going to make this work because there is an investment I desperately need to make now. And we're going to we're going to do this another way. Then we're going to test it um when we're when when we're off the air today. So I'll I'll leave it at that. So I'm sorry you guys. That's all right. That's all right. No, it's not all right. I should be. You get there. You get I know. There. I'm first. I'm frustrated. I'm sorry. I'm yelling. I'm just. That's understandable. You get there. I'm just. I'm. I'm just frustrated right now. Yeah. Because. It just. It just doesn't. All right, I'm going to echo a point aloud that Cole has echoed to me in private. It's not fair for some of these other shows that are Johnny Come Lately's to come on and get the support that they do. And yeah, here we are putting out quality product and nothing. Any of that sound familiar? That's just going to make when we get there a whole lot sweeter. That's the way I look at it. I know. I I I know. I know. This 
just frustrates the ever-loving piss out of me. Now, I listened to you. I read the article that Cole sent me. And then there's one question. There's the main question that I have when it comes to our people. To our community. And that is, when are we going to stop playing the victim role? When are they gonna? When, when are they gonna have the balls to stop playing the victim role? Oh, I have two hundred. I have two. I have two hundred directions to go with that. I'll do that this afternoon. That's a good question, bro. Yeah, because that, that's what our community is doing. <laughs> well, you heard you heard me because I actually said in in the midst of Snowman's take, I can actually see Bethune Cookman. The, the 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 boosters, the alumni, the the staff, uh, even the dean of the school and athletic director, and I could see many of the community that in which we are part of. Uh, actually, they actually, actually guilt trip Ed and say, "Well, you know what Dion did at no, Jackson don't State? Don't be like, be like don't be like, like him." And they will guilt know, trip him. You know, listen to that. the snowman. It brought me back to one of my favorite movies. That he is. just gave me a new perspective on it. Coach Carter. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. When you get tired of being a victim, you move differently. You act differently. I got. Why did Coach Carter get hired at his alma mater at high school? He played there. Mm-hmm. He was successful there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yet the school never changed. That was me at Chicago State. I never got presented a contract. And what did he coach Carter? He said, no, I'm putting change to this. Mm -hmm. I don't care about some basketball season if I can't turn my players into men. Yep. Yep. We as black people, we so caught up in the sports and want to make sports what it is so we can get money brought in. But yet, sports is not where all the money should be at. Should be. Mm-hmm. Or where it should all go. Right. You think you think you think Dion is getting the money because he's a, just a coach? No. No. When you have schools, we have power fives, but they have boosters. They have endorsers. They put money in everything that school needs, not just the athletic department. Mm-hmm. It gets spread around. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets a share. Right. That's why a lot of black kids go to these programs. Yep. yep. They will take they will take that risk of getting a couple of loans out instead of having a getting more going to HBCU. And it will cost you more. Mm-hmm. And it so, will it will cost you more. So when we as a coach, when we start to figure out that uh yay, I graduated from here, maybe I can do something in here to help. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get the school up and running. Then y'all don't need money. Mm-hmm. He showed he don't need money. Yay, I'm gonna put this into the school. And all of a sudden, Jackson State 
rules up. Yep. Yep. Dion did what he said he was gonna do. He's on to the next challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's and it was properly presented to him. It was. All right. Let's go down to Carolina and get some spivey notes in. Jay Spivey now joins us on the program. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. I, I asked this question last week, and I'll ask it again. With the playoffs going on, and now we're going to have a couple of coaching searches, will the Carolina Panthers ever get it right? No. I like of course <laughs> not. I know I sound like a broken record. Who's the owner? Uh, David Tepper. David Tepper. That is your answer. So, no, they won't get it right. They're going to be like all these teams over the last however many years that like one and done or two and done every year. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you mean like the Texans who were looking for the third consecutive head coach yeah. and the third consecutive offseason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and look at the Broncos. Same oh, thing. God. Yeah, that, yeah, their coach didn't even make it a year. And until this <laughs> year, Giants, Jets. Mm-hmm. You can just go down the list. Uh, but it, well, we know well, we know what the answer well we know what the answer is it it's going to take David Tepper not being the owner anymore and we know that ain't going to happen not anytime soon well I saw they got uh, permission to talk to Sean Payton yesterday well they might interview him he, he's not going to the Panthers. he's not coming to Carolina he's, he's not, not coming going anywhere to anywhere Charlotte nope nope oh my I, God. I saw that too and I laughed. He's not coming anywhere near Charlotte. And so, I mean, is, what, what is he coming to? They got no quarterback. They got no it, players. Yeah, they got no. They, they got no. They offense. got an owner who's going to meddle too much. Yeah, and yeah, I would say, and that is problematic right there. It, it, I find it humorous when we've been hearing Sean Payton's name being linked to these teams. That Everybody, oh you know well. He's not going to be on. Nope. It's like, no. You, 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 I know you're trying to get your face excited, but no, he is not even sniffing your city. He's, you, nope. well, he's using a lot of these cities as leverage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's not coming up to Carolina. He wants no part of the Panthers. Who wants, a, who wants to coach this team anyway? And let's face it, guys. That's he, question. Let's face it, guys. He saw this dysfunctional mess at least twice a year, every year. Yeah, for at least a half, at least a decade and a half. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> nah. Peyton being in Charlotte, unless it's like, unless he's coaching against them, no. Unless he goes against the Panthers, no. Mm-mm. No. It's not, it's, it's not going to happen, which, which begs the question, who would take the job with the Panthers? Who actually would take that job? Who have you heard is uh, being considered for the job? Well, I I think Tepper would like to hire Harbaugh, but I don't know if he's dumb enough to take that job. He's really wanting Jim Harbaugh honestly, to be there. I honestly uh, think Harbaugh would be a good choice because he really did do a good job with the 49ers. He did. But 
he's not he's got a better job at Michigan than he has here. Yeah, that that's exactly where I was gonna go. I'm like, he's better where he is now. He's he's staying put. He, he's staying put at Michigan. He have a better job. It, 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 with some of these NFL jobs, he couldn't have a better spot at University of Michigan being in many of these NFL teams. And unfortunately, the Panthers are one of them. The Texans also are another. No. Well, and, and let's face it, finances in Ann Arbor are not a problem. Nope. No. Not at all. Haven't been a problem since they hired him. No. And now, and now since Michigan has gone back-to-back in the playoffs – and back to back has won against Ohio State. The dude can write his own ticket in Michigan. Right. So, no. So He's that raise is go. that raise is going to happen this year, Mister Spivey. Now I was getting ready to get ready to do shooting lights out, preparing for it. So I decided to look at what was going on in the in the ACC for basketball. Do I see Clemson on top of the Atlantic Coast Conference? Yes, they are. And as I as I've told people the last two or three seasons, the ACC is not a good basketball conference right now. It's just not. Yeah, you said that basically it's all it's North Carolina Duke, and that's if they actually are on all clicking on all cylinders. And well, the rest look at the top twenty five. Look at the top twenty five. Yeah. There's not a single ACC team in the top ten. When can you right. ever think of that? Well, you and I are roughly around the, the same top, age. That yep. has almost never happened <laughs> in my, the top my team is not Clemson's not even in the top twenty-five. They're the first. They're the number one team in the conference right now. Right. They are the only unbeaten conference team. And I hope they lose tomorrow night. They're playing down here tomorrow night. Oh, they Wake Forest. Okay. They're playing at Wake Forest tomorrow night. Hmm. Like, oh, before you even get to North Carolina or Duke. There's mm-hmm. Clemson. There's Pitt. There's Miami, Virginia, Wake Forest, Syracuse, and AC State. Pittsburgh. What? Agreed, but I, I, I think Jay will back me up on this. In terms of national scope and in terms of actually local scope, too, when it comes to the, the Carolinas, it pretty much is what are those two programs doing? The rest they don't really care about. Well, you're 100% right. Even NC State is an also ran expression. Right. It's mm-hmm. in recent years, it's they're just there. Right. Yeah. And and, yeah, and, and, I, and I, talk- I saw firsthand how redheaded stepchildren like NC State is treated in the state of North Carolina. I'm thinking, doggone, really? I saw it up close for two years. There, those three schools, NC State, Duke, and Carolina, are all less than 30 miles apart. Mm-hmm. Right. And State is by far, especially in basketball, nobody cares about NC State basketball except for State fans. But yet, State fans think State fans think they get poor treatment and this and that. They're not any good. Yeah, that's there. You go. (laughs) There you go. I mean, since Valvano was hired, Mm, how many good coaches have they hired? They haven't. You was gonna go where I was gonna go because I I lived in I lived in North Carolina. About a decade after, when NC State won uh, their last national championship, and which was people eighty-three, people then then, and this is a decade beyond that, then was still living off of that national championship year, still, yeah, yeah, and they continue to, 
And I was saying that was ten, I, that was ten years ago. I can ten years removed. I can only imagine how it is now. Another thirty years to put onto it. How they still probably live off that national championship. And that was forty years ago. And that was forty to this to this year. Forty years ago. And once a year, they honor that team by playing at Old Reynolds Coliseum. That's, mm-hmm. that's how listen, much that that's how much mileage they're getting off that national championship. I, listen, I'm both I've been to both their current arena and their former arena, and the, the newer the former arena has been remodeled recently. It mm-hmm. is an absolute gym now. Not not mm. not gym, gem. It is gorgeous. Reynolds mm. Coliseum is absolutely gorgeous now. Now I've been to PNC not for a basketball game, but for a concert. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, and they're probably PNC Arena is probably ten or fifteen minutes from campus. Who's going to drive over there? <laughs> of course, now they play at uh, the the Wolfpack play at PNC Arena. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, I mean, this, I, I covered I covered the ACC on a limited basis for two years when I lived down in North Carolina. I mean, it's like you said, Jay. They care about nothing else. No, Duke, well, North Carolina. Like Cole said, That's it. Like Cole said, they're the redheaded stepchildren. Oh, yeah. yeah, I saw. I saw. I saw, yeah. I saw it yesterday because I ain't, I ain't watching the. They don't care the women, about. They I watched. Know. I watched the women's. I watched the women's game and Chapel Hill was was on fire when Listen, the girls took the lead over so, NC State. You were the one who watched that women's game. I watched it because I was watching. Kirk <laughs> Cousins. I was watching. Listen, I was watching I Kirk Cousins being Kirk Cousins. As Brian Snow would, would vouch for, I love women's college basketball. But on yes. Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, I'm not watching women's college basketball. It's <laughs> women's college basketball is shooting itself in the foot by playing on Sundays. Yes. Yes. Until NFL yes, is over, they're shooting itself in the foot by playing on Sundays. Yep. And. Nobody watched that game yesterday. Nobody and, did. And Jay, Jay and I have talked about this extensively. Not only are they shooting themselves in the foot, they're offering no point of relief until the NFL is done for the season. Right. They're, 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 they're offering no kind of – they have no kind of backup plan in mind. Playing on a, sun, playing on a sunny afternoon when the NFL is in motion? No. Oh, and, and to your point – Go, go ahead, Generally, in ACC is Thursday and Sunday. Almost always right. is Thursday and Sunday. Right. Thursday's okay, but mm. Sunday is idiotic. Well, the idiotic at least now. I can understand. I understand when it's like mid February and on, it's okay. But yeah, yeah, that's fine. I've got no problem with that. Now, yeah. Mm-mm. And uh, I don't. And look, I don't, don't look get Jay. It. Look, Jay. Jay could probably get cool. Jay they could probably they, give they you even. Take Saturday because that's men's. Jay mm-hmm. uh, and cool your, to your comment. Jay probably could give you even a better understanding of it than I can. But when I was living there, Wake Forest, what was that? Where was that? And I was in the state. Same. I was in the same. State. Same. Well, what's the Wake, last Forest? 10 Where's years Wake Forest? Been, well, I, I listen. Steve Forbes is now the, in his third year as a head coach. He's done a great job, but he had to clean up an absolute disaster here. Yep. The last sure, ten years sure before he was hired were. You had two moronic coaches who were horrible. Jeff Buzdelic and Danny Manning were abysmal, and they ruined the program. After this is after Skip Prosser died, mm-hmm. he had a heart attack in July, or whatever year that was, and ever ever since then, it's been terrible. And so Steve Forbes has had to come in and clean up this mess, and he's done a great job. But they're still a long way from being good. 
that, you know, I didn't know. At least they're competitive now. Right. I didn't know anything about the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, and I lived in the state twice. I didn't know anything about Wake Forest until 1995 when two players introduced me to Wake Forest. <coughs> Randolph Childress and Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. That's correct. That's the, those are the only two players that I first heard of coming from coming from Wake Forest. Yep, same here. And I had a chance. That was the first time I covered the ACC tournament at the Greensboro Coliseum. I knew it was a team that existed, but I didn't know how, how good of a program it was or how or how the program actually existed until Childress Duncan. Until, until 1995. Well, guys, you guys, you know I'm not a homer at all, but I'll fully no. admit I'm, I've been a Wake Forest fan since the day I was born. Right. And there have been some lean, lean, lean years in basketball and football at Wake Forest. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but th- especially 95 and 96, and I think I said this before, even though I lived less than 30 miles from Greensboro, I had never been to the ACC tournament until 1995. It was just too hard to get tickets. Mm. Mm. I wish I'd have met you in 1995, Jay. I can understand I that. I was, I was there at the Coliseum. And, man, from experience of covering the ACC tournament in 1995, first big event I ever covered being in broadcasting, you know how loud that joint was? Even for the – even for the quarterfinal games or the play-in uh, games. And we're talking about a 22,000-seat arena. What's all of them? What's all of them in 95 and 96? Almost every game at the ACC tournament at the Coliseum in 95 96, that joint was jumping. Yes, it was. I'm, I'm almost jealous. It, it, it didn't matter who went played. To, went to an ACC tournament in Greensboro. It didn't, it didn't <laughs> Trust me, matter. guys. Wait a minute. I went and looked the other day on StubHub because, like I said, I live th- less than 30 miles from Greensboro. Right. So I, I will probably get the ACC tournament is thankfully back at Greensboro this year. Yes. So I'm probably going to go yes, at least yes. for a round or two. Oh, yeah, I went and looked on StubHub for tickets the other day. T- tickets are going for $18. Now, if you mm-hmm. said that 30 years ago, people wow. would laugh at you. $18. Yeah. They'd have laughed in your face. Wow. 18 bucks. They'd have, la- they'd have laughed in your face. I would have never thought. Those now that's for first round. That low that's for at an ACC round, tournament. Still. Yeah, but still, I would never 18 thought eighteen bucks. I would never thought a ticket for an ACC tournament in Greensboro would go that low. Eighteen Ever. bucks. Eighteen wow. bucks. Oh yeah. By the way, and if you went out front and bought them, you could probably get them for less than that. Yep. Right. If you went right up to the gate, you can get you it for less. Yeah, yeah, well, heck, yeah. you just get them from a scalper. You can get them less than that, or just mm-hmm. a, that. I, I try to avoid scalpers. I try to try to find real fans because they'll yeah. generally get them to you for less than that. Of course. All right. You can oh, probably yeah. get it for ten or fifteen from a real real fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've look. I, I I saw it live when I covered it in nineteen ninety five. I saw it live. I, I saw all kinds of scalping outside the outside the Coliseum. Hell, inside the Coliseum. Let's be real. Yeah. Oh yeah. After the games are over, people are milling around the concourse, selling tickets on the concourse. And the, look, the backcourt club. Didn't come into existence until 1995 when the uh, Coliseum completed their expansion. Right. When the Coliseum completed their expansion in 1995, they added the backcourt club. They added a couple of other things. Man, do you know how much money they pulled in that year just from that alone? It's Hmm. big money. And it was, and and it also helped that the games were off the hook mm-hmm. from start to finish of that tournament. 
But I saw the backcourt. I saw the backcourt club. I've talked to some alumni from Clemson, from North Carolina, from North Carolina, from Duke. You know how much money they throw around? Oh, and yeah. I mean that throw no, around. Yeah. They don't care. They don't. They don't care. Proud the alumni of these AC, of the original AC. Let me just put this caveat in there. They're proud alumni of the original ACC. Okay. Well, listen. Jim Behagen will whine all he wants about playing in Greensboro. I've been to I've been oh to Greensboro. God. I've been to the ACC tournament in Greensboro, Charlotte, Atlanta, and Washington, and it is by far the best in Greensboro. It's not even close. Yes, man. Greensboro puts on a show. Let me ask this question Go because ahead. I've always I always wanted to ask this question of someone who actually was born, bred, and lives in the ACC territory. Now, with the schools that have come up, uh, come uh, around as of lately, the Johnny Come Ladies, you mentioned one of them, uh, Syracuse, Pitt, uh, those schools. What is their perception of the hotbed of the ACC? Do they feel as though? <coughs> do they feel so? It should be just. Uh, it, it should be uh, Washington and New York, where uh, where they should hold these tournaments, or do they have such reverence for the North Carolina portion of the ACC? Where they know that's where the bread's butter for the whole conference, that they're like, well, I okay, think, I understand it. I'll let I think right now, with, I think right now, I know Pitt's having a little, up, little come up at this season, so to speak. But let's put, Cable doesn't have any say so. He's not a power broker. No. But and, and Louisville this year is horrible as they are. They don't have any say so. And Boston College is terrible. So the only one who really has say so is Jim Beheim. Jim Beheim's the only one who's going to say anything, and he hates he hates coming to Greensboro. But so what? You should never let the Big East. We got, we got. There yeah. are four ACC teams within seventy-five miles of each other here. Yeah. <clears throat> well, ninety should, miles. Should never let the Big East. That's what I was going to say. If he if he hates traveling in anywhere in North Carolina, he has to do it at least once, if not twice, if not three times in a year, or four. Sometimes four. And sometimes four, four. in a given year. Yeah. But, uh, Look, the Madison Nobody wants to the Big East. Bro- Nobody wants to go to Brooklyn the ACC tournament. They just don't. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, the year is... that the ACC played were the Bar- the Barclays Center, all I could look, and I didn't even watch that entire tournament, all I could look and go, what the hell is that? And I didn't New, New York, New York is Big really East country. Deal. New York is Big East. We know that. What the hell so are they doing in the ACC? Send, so send the ACC Money. was a bad decision. Money. There you go. And they Money. paid for it. Money. They tried to do it for the winner, but they paid for it at the end of it. Because people ain't trying to just watch the ACC. That's Big East country. Bring it back down to Greensboro. And leave it there. Yeah, because I never understood why they went to and Atlanta. Leave it there. And even, even before they expanded to, to, to New York. I never understood why they wanted to at times play in Atlanta and in uh, D.C. Did they ever play the Georgia Dome? Oh, yeah. Well, I, went to, yeah. I went there. Okay. I, went there, well, I thought so. Because mm-hmm. I know they played the Omni five different times. Yeah, a few <laughs> times. They're, yeah. they're playing there again. Not, not, not in the Dome. They're playing in Atlanta again soon. I forgot what year it was. Uh. So they're playing Mercedes-Benz Stadium? No, they're, they're playing, playing Phillips in, Arena. What is it? Phillips, Phillips Arena. Arena. I guess Phillips it is Arena. Phillips, Phillips Arena. Arena. And that ain't going to work because that's the ACC arena. It was okay in Atlanta. It was okay in Washington. But it should Thank not you. be in Brooklyn. 
Brooklyn is not a good place for it. Brooklyn, but you are. But you, but and, you it was, and it was bad in St. Petersburg, too. Nobody wants to oh, go to Florida basketball. Now, now that oh, is ridiculous. God. You only have you only I have two Florida schools the, there, and they're nowhere near. I, I remember they played. I remember they played the ACC in St. Petersburg. For what? Nobody was there. No one went there. I'm surprised. Say, I'm surprised that joint drew a crowd for the Final Four in 1999. People are going to beach, and that's in the heart of spring training. They're going to spring training games. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't, I don't, I don't mind trying something for once to see how it rolls. But once you get the results, you all right. We gotta go back to work. hey. Look, and we just talked about baseball too. Spring training, yes, 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 yes. Spring training and spring break. Oh, spring that's training, all. Spring that's break. right. That's baseball. baseball. That's 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 baseball. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, we have fans of the Atlanta Braves, the Houston Astros, and the Chicago White Sox all here. Mm-hmm. We yeah. talk baseball live. Mm-hmm. And Remy as says, much as uh, we can. From the near region, it they know it's about UNC and Duke. They don't want to travel, but they know that's the conference. Yep. Yeah, 100, yeah, they do. 100, bro, 100. 100. See, I is we 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 posed this question at the top of the segment. Will the Panthers get it right? I'll pose it right now. Will the ACC get it right? And I'll answer that emphatically. No, no, they messed up. This, no, they messed up this conference with the team they got and the TV contract they have. They yep. just did. They 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 blew the they blew it to smithereens. They're literally trying to grasp with straws, money wise. No, I, I say this as a Wake fan, but I, this is just because I know what the schedule's like. Not right. just coming, not just coming football season, but next football season. They, you know, they they they're they're going to uh, they're going away from divisions after this coming season, which is ridiculous. But so stupid. Wake has had state in their division, state Clemson, Florida State in their division, mm-hmm. starting after next season. They don't play either state or Carolina, which is both of them are less than 100 miles from here. Don't play either one of them. But yet they're playing Duke, Virginia Tech, and Georgia Tech are their common teams every year. Mm. To sum it up, they got greedy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sick. Thank you, Sick Diggy, for that comment. To sum it up, they got they absolutely got greedy. And Cool says a, a good uh, ACC uh, city is Charlotte. I can see um, that. Well, that's where I they moved the, the headquarters. It, it, are moving it, there. I was going to say that's the headquarters, right? <gasps> Charlotte. Yeah, that's what I yeah, thought. They're moving from Greensboro to Charlotte. Yeah, and I could see that, but I'm used to it being in Greensboro. I, I, I was going to say a person, a person who, a person who loves ACC anything ACC basketball. To me, you think Greensboro is the city. It is. It just is. It Greensboro should be the hub for the ACC forever, and. I saw the headquarters there. I saw the ACC tournament there. I Greensboro is the hub for the should be the hub for the ACC. And, and unless they play at Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta, which it doesn't which sound is like not going to happen, then Greensboro is the largest facility in this area. No, yeah, you got to fight. You got to fight against True. the Southeastern Conference for that one. Yeah. No. Oh boy. Well, but yeah, oh but yes, oh and, yeah, in the whole yeah, in the whole area, and. For the exception of Carrier Dome and all of ACC, that's the largest building. Well, they're not going to play in the. In they're the, not going to play then, in the. And, and for, they're, and for they're not, they are not going to hold a tournament in Syracuse. They're, they're not going to hold in Syracuse. They're not going to hold it in There's, a home school anyway. Look, right. one, it's a home school. Two, it'd be a logistical nightmare to play it in mm-hmm. Syracuse. Right. Oh, you don't want to play with a foot of snow on the ground? When it's... No, no. As I said, it would be a, it would be a logistical nightmare. No. Oh, jeez. We had a great conversation, as always, with Jay Spivey. He joins us every Monday at the bottom of hour two. Thank you, Jay. We love you, brother. Thank you so much. Love you, man. Thank you, gentlemen.
Man, I love that conversation. I thank you guys, everyone in the chat, panelists here for being patient with with me when I had my emotional spurt. I I appreciate you guys. That's all right, man. It's unfortunate, man. I mean, t- I mean, tough times happen to all of us, man. But what what makes it all worthwhile is when you persevere through it, you push through it. And you look at the other side and when the success happens, and I say when, not if, you look at these times right here and you say, okay, it was worth it because of what I've had to endure and what I've had to push through to get to here. Yeah, See, absolutely. My, my question is this. When are we going to stop having a conversation and start seeing action? Because this conversation has been happening for years and years. Mm-hmm. Which conversation you're talking about? If it's what I what you, what I think you're talking about, then see, I didn't get much sleep last night, so I know I'm grumpy, and I say that playfully. I told you to get some sleep. I couldn't sleep. I don't know why I couldn't settle down and get some sleep. We're going to go on and get out of here, but uh, catch me at 105 with uh, uh, Drew Willingham for the Sports Senseis. And uh, 3.05, I'll make it 3.05 for the Brian Snow Podcast. And, brother, I still have some things to say about working at an HBCU, and I'll offer my thoughts on Brock Purdy being the quarterback of the future for the 49ers. For now, have a great day. God bless. Remember to make your next move your best move, and always remember if your dreams don't scare you, and they are not big enough. Dream big, do bigger. We are, and we hope y'all are too. We're out of here. See you tomorrow. And before we close, just to uh j- just to get a smile on people's faces. Because we take this job so serious. What the f*** is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pardon me. My apologies. What in the all types of blue hell? Yes. It's Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. See you later.